session three of the Sheffield Hop Fest. How are we doing, everybody? Big hello. Hello. Hey. hello. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so this is I'm Adam. So you, some of you know that already. Um, and some, I've seen some of you on session one. I know some of you have been on session two as well. So uh, we're already warmed up. Um, so, yes, yeah, 6% and above. It was, it was funny, actually, because I thought when, it, when we were discussing this, I thought everybody would dive in and go for um, IPA. So I kind of left it. And I thought, well, I'll just go for like 6% and above and then people hopefully just do that anyway and then uh, save the stouts for tomorrow. Um, so should we just go around and say hello to everybody? Let's start with um, Darren. Hello, Darren. You're back Hi, again. Darren. Hi, good to see you. Yeah, uh, what have you got? What have you brought? And the, the question, Yeah. what is the ideal strength beer to a, to the to one decimal point? <laughs> uh, I like a, I like an eight percent dipper normally. Uh, normally for a double IPA. Very good. And what beer have you brought for us, Darren? It's a collaboration between uh, Siren and Salt, and it's called the Abyssal Zone or Abyssal Zone, and it is a Baltic Porter. Excellent. Had that before? Sorry. You had it before? Uh, no, I haven't. It's the first time, so I'm not. Um, I'm more of a hop head. I usually go for the IPAs. Uh, but uh, it was in my box and it fitted the bill quite nicely. Very good, very good. Um, who we got next? Laura. Laura Bainbridge. Hello. Oh, there we go. Have you have you left this Zoom meeting? Have you just stayed put all day since? <laughs> uh, pretty much. Um, uh, after the one last night, uh, I went back onto Zoom with Laura, Rangeley and Jim, and then my husband came home from work. Uh, he works at a beer shop. He brought some beer home. I was up till four, so <laughs> I haven't really left the bedroom much today. <laughs> it's a normal day for you then. Yeah. Cool. So I've got a, a Amundsen dessert in a can. Oh, nice. Uh, it's the mango chocolate creamsicle one. I've had it before. Basically, when I went to the shop to get some beers... Richard made me take the ones that I'd been stashing in the back. This one I had to drink apparently because the can was dented because he dropped it on the floor. Oh. So obviously I have to take care of that and drink it instead of selling it. <laughs> you uh, might be onto something there. Just go around kicking all the cans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 10.5%. 10.5%. Yeah. And ideal strength, perfect strength beer for you. What strength have we got? <laughs> I like... <laughs> I like a pastry stout, so I like, uh, I like a 10% plus. So if it's oh, like I, need, I need an actual, I need an actual number. Oh, 10. Ideal number. Just, I'm just going to go with 10. 10. So going to 8, 10. Brilliant. We'll come back. We'll, I would have guessed 12 for you, but 12 to 14. A total lush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, Tom, Thomas Wright. Hello, I, um, one of my work drinking buddies, well, one of my buddies generally, but um, <laughs> um, what have you brought for us, Tom? All right, I've got Babalu by, uh, by it? Babalu, yeah. what is it? It's 10% uh, Imperial Russian Stout. Nice. So, so have yeah. we all gone, all gone dark so far? This has fallen apart, my plan of the uh, <laughs> special. <laughs> Um, and an ideal strength for you, Tom. I don't think you are probably going to go quite as high as that, if, if I know you well no, enough. No, wasn't. You, you know me well. I don't go that high usually. I was thinking maybe five, five and a half, five point six. Let's see. Get out. 
Kick him out. I'll round it up to six. Okay, minimum. Your minimum. Your minimum can be six. That's it. You're back in. You're back in. You're back in. (laughs) Just. Okay, I'll come back to you in a bit then. Um, Paul, hello again. From that there, Dan South. Evening. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. So, what have you brought tonight then? Uh, So, like last night, I've gone with a. Pipeworks Brewing Company. So this one is Ninja versus Unicorn, and nice. it's a double nice. IPA. Um, no details whatsoever on the can about what's in it. So I did check on Untapped, and the only thing it said on Untapped really was 150 IBU. So I was expecting very bitter West Coast style, a little bit hazy. Um, but it's yeah, it's definitely got that bitter kick to it, and so yeah, very happy with that. So ideal beer strength if you had to drink. So don't worry about getting too drunk. Like you just no. you can drink them all the time. See, my, I drink quite quick, so I like a nice five point two. Five point two. Okay, need to write these okay. down. I'll get a mean average by the end of the night. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, Vicky and Simon, the beers without frontiers posse. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Um, right, what we have here is a beer called Halloween in January from Twisted Barrel from Coventry down the road from us. This is a peanut butter imperial stout. Um, so basically, uh, there's no no peanuts were harmed in the making of this, by the way. Um, it's a, a peanut butter flavouring, as it points out quite explicitly on the can. Um, and vanilla, loads of vanilla in it as well. Um, it's really good. And I would say the closest point of reference is everybody's favourite stout, maybe. Um, Buxton, Omnipolo, Yellowbelly. It is very Yellowbelly-like. Yeah, um, what do you think? It's very peanutty. Very peanutty. Yeah, nice. It's really good, though. I wonder how you make a peanut. What do you make peanut flavouring out of if it isn't peanut, then, I wonder? Uh, it's probably an E number or something or other, yeah. um, you know, and if you're not worried about E numbers, then, um, you know, if you don't have the E number fear, then you can dive straight in on this, yeah. but it's really, really good. As my work colleague says, it'll be a chemistry set, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> what strength was it again? 8%, 8%. Sorry, 8%, 8%. Yeah. Are you sharing that, or Vicky? Have you got yeah. No. We're, we're sharing it because we're sensible and already I've been drinking 7% um, Lambic <laughs> earlier. And Schofferhofer in the garden before that. So, um, well, Schofferhofer kind of just brings that like, level down. soft drink in it. Yeah, soft drink. <laughs> soft drink with a sprinkling of booze. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you for your ideal, your perfect strength beer. Uh, I'm going to say, like Tom, I'm going to say six. Six. Three and a half percent. <laughs> Mild. <laughs> you, can quaff. you can quaff then. You're going to get chucked out in a minute as well. Three and a half. Well, you're going to get kicked <laughs> out at the same time, then, Vicky. Sweet dark mild. Can't beat it. No, but does my, okay. He's getting three and a half percent. I'm going to. I'm gonna, if I up it to my ideal strength is eight. Does that average this out and we can stay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're bartering now. <laughs> <laughs> is that a truthful three point five then, Simon? Actually, probably not. No, it's probably five. Five is good. Five is good. A lot of good beer at five. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, Sean Miller, hello, back again. I met you yesterday. Hello, feels, like, feels like a long time ago last night. A long time ago since yesterday, yeah. Um, so I've met the brief exactly and I've gone for Left Hand Giant Mathematical World, which is a 6% AZ IPA. 
So bang on six. Bang on the money. Um, Orange. Looks looks good. Um, Yeah, it's quite... uh, Yeah, it's got a lot of colour to it. Quite piney. uh, Not very bitter. Orangey, I'd say, but bang on 6% meets the brief. I do have another one for later, which is the other end, but I'm saving that one. (laughs) And your perfect strength beer? Um... It's a tough one. Depends on the situation, doesn't it? I like them around eight. I think eight's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Right, where we're we going? I'm going to go to the boys in the bottom corner, John and Charlie. Even though it says Al. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, it's, um, it's Al's phone, so we're. Uh, That's all right. He's going to tag out, and he's going to come in with the next beer in a minute. So. Uh, so by the looks of the video, you're in the uh, you're in Bar Stewards. We are. We are. Um, John, John lives well. John's pub's right near where we live, so we've already been meeting up, and uh, it seems it seems sensible to come down. You know, you see you see this meeting distance. I mean, yeah, I know. You spend that much time together. It's a fish island, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you joined each other's bubble, you're... we are. This is yeah, pretty much pretty. The beer bubble, the bastard's beer bubble, bastard's beer house beer um, beer bubble. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the gamma play well triple IPA and it's uh, a little bit mind-blowing to be fair it's a bit, it tastes like syrup <laughs> really, that you can see the colour there it's uh, very nice the overriding flavour is alcohol <laughs> <laughs> go on then uh, what's your perfect strength Charlie perfect, perfect strength, strength. Oh, I'd probably say six and a half six and a half good answer yeah, John strength. for me uh, I would say between 4.85.2 because I like to be out for a long time. So if I go plus six, you know, if I'm drinking a gallon of ale, if I'm drinking plus six, that means I'm going over and my wife is not happy. <laughs> You've seen what Charlie and Al can do it really well. They can drink 8% things for lots for a really long time. They, they and just don't go home. I, I need drink cars. I like to find. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we'll come back. Well, I'm gonna. We'll come back in a bit and see how you've been getting on during um, lockdown. Anyway, another quick yeah, catch up yeah. about that a bit. Um, next one, Joel, my brother, from the same um, mother. <laughs> what yeah. you got? Um, well, I've got two. Good stuff. Got two of these uh, brewed by numbers. Um, they've there's a West Coast pale ale and an East Coast one, which is apparently. The same, they use the same ingredients except a different yeast, beer. yeah. And um, <clears throat> I got them. There's a shop, there's a pub around the corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth was that? Um, yeah, um, around the corner that's been that's a really good pub, and they've been opening up on the weekends and selling their cans and stuff. So when I got some yesterday, some for yesterday, and then I got these for tonight, but then you drunk them, I drank them, so I had to go and get some more. <laughs> But luckily, I can't remember what it tasted like, so it's like the first time. Ever. <laughs> um, one of them six point eight. Sorry, one of them the the West Coast is six point eight, and the East Coast is six point two. Oh, so, interesting! Looking forward to drinking these again. Excellent. So, and you, what are you going? What would you say? Perfect, perfect strength. Perfect strength Maybe. is, I'd say, and I'm not just saying this to be like annoying for the group, but probably five point nine, because 5. like 9. it means that it means that if you're in a pub, that if you see a six, you might be like, ah, better not. But 5.9, even though it's pretty much the same, seems like yeah. it's a lot less. It's like, the, it's like the 99p thing, isn't it? With money. Just uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'd say um, 
I'd say 5.9. Because I don't really like tend to go too much over that anyway. Because like you were saying, I can't remember the guy. Um, you know, you out for a bit, you know, yeah. you'll have a couple, a handful, a couple of pairs of pints. So. Cool. Excellent stuff. Joel's in Manchester. So is, is, is um, what pub was it that's doing that? Uh, the Hillary Step. Been giving away glasses. Uh, it's in Wally Range. And it's uh, less than a minute from our flat. So it's Good stuff. Great. Right, there's one more person I've forgotten, and it's um, producer James up in the corner. Hello. James. Producer James, that's an upgrade. That I'll take that. <laughs> um, I was I was laughing earlier because it's it really sounded like when Charlie started talking, it sounded like he was about to say, "This is jo- John lives here now." I thought he was going to say that he's just moved into Bar Stewards. It sounded like that's where you were going with it before you. Oh, to be fair, we have a we have a shared house. He often comes to mine, or he often comes to him. We're in our bubble. That's what yeah, we it's do. Very good bubble. I also noticed putting linking a few things together because Laura's got the dessert in a can, and I noticed on the Bar Stewards feed today. That you've got the barrel aged in a can that I've not we seen anymore. You drunk it, Charlie. Fairly amazing, so I am uh, I'm impressed with that. Um, so I've got I've gone local actually, uh, and um, I only saw this for the first time a couple of days ago. So this is uh, Triple Point, and it's their first double IPA. I'm not sure whether or not it's called because it does it says double debut there, but then it's got like times two x2 written across the can so it's got about three different names but basically <laughs> it is um a double ipa um it's a kind of a beefed up version of their um debut beer um which is called debut uh, and has kind of won various different awards the last time at sheffield um steel city beer festival i think it won beer of the Yes, I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, it's the first time that they've brought out a double IPA. It's actually quite it's it's quite gentle. And I said this last night about a ten percent beer on my session. So I'm beginning to think I'm just turning into an alcoholic, and I just don't use <laughs> alcohol anymore because it honestly, I'm like it's really subtle that it's quite it's quite gentle as it uh, as it goes down. But yeah, it's not overly cloudy. It's a little bit on the cloudy side, but um, I would say it's a bit more kind of. If, if it was to be a coast, it would be more West Coast than East Coast. Cool. And, and perfect strength, did you say that? Or did, did I miss that? I'm lucky because I've had the longest time to think about this. And I'm going to go for precisely 7.2% because 7.2. I think that that is above session strength, but not at the strength where you think, oof, this is going to be a bit overpowering. So 7.2, perfect. Very good. Um, okay. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep hold of mine for now. Um, but I have got a virtual kind of guest who's going to do a little uh, little two minute chat on uh, one of their new beers, which is in the plus six percent range. Um, so we're going to try and do some wizardry and make this work. I'm going to share my screen and hopefully you can uh, you can see this. But by tech, by tech, <laughs> uh, dead air. Talk talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's more fun watching you, uh, Adam, trying to oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> manipulate technology. It's, it's fiddly on a little laptop screen, isn't it? Uh, so, like, uh, let's have a look. Right. In the meantime, can we guess who it is? Is it? <laughs> Guys, it's James from Thornbridge Brewery here. Thank you for inviting us to Chef Hop Fest. And as part of that, we're going to take the opportunity to talk you through one of our new collaboration beers, the Pondera. 
Pondere. It's been brewed with the fantastic guys at Firestone Walker. We were really excited and honored really to have them over at the brewery, making this beer with us. And it was something, you know, it was really a bucket list. We were so excited to brew a beer like this. So hopefully you've maybe tried this before or you'll have the chance to try this one uh, at some point soon in the future. But we'll crack this open now and have a bit of a look at it. So the name for this beer, Pondera, that's actually from, um, so our pub in Birmingham, if anyone's been there, the Colmore, it actually is written above, um, in the middle of the pub itself. It means balance in Latin. So we thought it worked really well for this type of beer we're looking at. It is a big West Coast IPA comes in at 6.7%, so it does certainly pack a punch. And as you'll see here, it's got that nice clarity that you're gonna expect from a West Coast IPA. Um, the flavor already is coming off really nicely from here, I can smell it. It's that classic kind of pine, citrus, grapefruit, all those big characters you want and expect from the style. And then if we have a little bit of a drink of this one, So that bitterness really comes through well at the end. It's all about balance, handily with the name of the beer itself there. The bitter finishes, that pine and grapefruit carry on through. You're gonna get some really nice citrus as well. And hopefully it's a collaboration, you know, where they came over to us. So it's our sort of styles coming together really well. Both of our brewing capabilities coming really well to create something like this. Um, and again, just a really exciting project. We talk about pairing this with chicken wings, you're looking at you know, some kind of nice barbecue or something where that bitterness is gonna work through. But in all, you know, hopefully you get the chance to try this with or without food and it goes down well. Cheers. There we go. That work, did that yeah. work? Was it success? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think really I mentioned good. it, so cheers to James uh, Buchanan up at um, Thornbridge. He, um... I just say, I'm quite jealous of his video backdrop. It's so much better <laughs> than mine. Like, I've got some stuffed it. toys on top of a shelf in the background. Was, was he at home? Was he at home in that? Yes, he's out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got kind of that. And um, I think oh. someone else said 6.5% and I'm going to go with... Oh, it was Charlie, wasn't it? Charlie went 6.5%. I think 6.5% is like the new, the new session. New session spend. Um, but yeah, same with that. Um, interestingly, in that video, I mentioned about the Colmar Tap, um, Vic and um, Simon. It's your kind of lo new locally kind of... Yeah. Local-ish, yeah. And I have to say, yeah, I haven't noticed that written above the bar anywhere. <laughs> no, um, we, we immediately looked at each other. Probably had too much Jaipur before we was, you know... <laughs> I think, did you say it's outside the building? Like, it's like, like on the wall. Oh, well, we're always rushing to get inside, so we wouldn't have noticed. Uh, yeah, because we were going in between January and February, so, of course, it was freezing cold. So, uh, yeah, you've got to rush to get in, haven't you? So, um, But, yeah, it's good beer, isn't it, Pondera? I've had a few cans of that. Um, it's interesting, actually, because the first time I, I heard really good things from Laura, said, you know, she was raving about it, saying, one of the best West Coast kind of ones she's had since she were over there in America. But um, I think I initially was a little bit disappointed with it. But I think what it is, is just I'm so used to having the East Coast stuff now that anytime mm -hmm. I'd go West Coast now, it just tastes, you said kind of unfamiliar again almost. And where I always used to be a kind of a big advocate for the West Coast. And it took me a bit, it took me the same kind of sort of time doing it the other way around, you know, kind of grab, um, moving over to more East Coast style ones. But I thought it were interesting. Some, Joel, you messaged me, didn't you, yesterday saying that um, you got like basically the same beer in East Coast yeah. and West Coast one. And um, yeah, there's a little video coming up in a bit um, 
problem, James, is the second one. And um, we're talking about a bit of a, a beer, which is a bit of a blend of those two styles. So maybe you should um, try and find that beer in a bit and um, pour half and half of that um, beer of yours into a glass and see if it tastes like a mountain. Actually, you know, I've, got, I've managed to get to that. <laughs> you know, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Might give it a dodgy stomach. <laughs> I've already got that from last night so far. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, after having a couple of these, it's really good. It's it's, it's quite light as well for us. I think it's seven point two. I know seven point two, six point seven. It's not. It's in my. It's in my kind of range. But I agree with you, James, about actually like there's some really quality beers at about seven point two, seven point four kind of range. There's ones that come to mind. I mean, like cannonballs in that range. That were always a kind of a big, big beer back then. And well, back then, yeah. but you know. I think um, the the West Coast Alcyon. style sort of needs it a bit, doesn't it? Because it's kind of got that bite to it that you you sort of need from that that crispness and that bitterness kind of goes with that um that kind of bite from the um alcohol um although i guess you could argue that east coast beers also need it to give it that sort of body and everything so um basically every beer just needs to be strong from now on that's the only way for <laughs> me, I think, the conclusion to, to that do you think that do you think that there is like kind of an ideal strength for different styles of beer or do you think that like and kind of have you got any ideas where they think that kind of sits if you're thinking of maybe something strong that's even you know even looking at styles like red you know red ales or something like there's a kind of a strength that comes to mind when you when you you know when you think oh what would the ideal kind of strength for that because i know that like i don't really like going over probably eight really on a ipa because it just starts to taste like sickly sweet but then something like what you're drinking Laura, that's sickly sweet but I could, you know, I could drink quite a lot of that at eleven or twelve percent. It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of if if the stout's below eight percent, it just needs to go home. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not worth it. So yeah, sorry. I don't know if there's anybody kind of got any ideas on what they think that kind of where that kind of sits then. I think the trouble is you, you, you kind of, I said the trouble, maybe not the trouble, but um, you get used to drinking beers that have a certain amount of body. So like you're saying, maybe red IPAs or amber ales or stuff like that. If you go below 5%, it's just too thin anyway. And you get acclimatized to drinking bigger beer. So, you know, you drop down to something, if it's a kind of IPA, like session IPA, which is a funny kind of phrase anyway. They used to just be called pale ales, didn't they? And then, you know, the people realised they wouldn't sell unless you called it IPA. But they're, they're just that little bit thinner. And you drink one, you just go, nah, I just want something like Cannonball instead, you know, with a bit of body to it. That's the thing, really. So much of the taste is also the the, the body and the, the alcohol is, is the taste, isn't it, really? I was wondering now, like, you know, a lot of people said <clears throat> a while ago that, you know, all these new breweries didn't really know how to brew and they just chuck loads of hops in it and they could kind of hide behind it. Can you do that with strength, do you think, to some degree? I don't know. You can a bit. I think you can a bit, yeah. You can kind of I think it. this is where things like um, the Kernel table beer, mm. 3.1%, that's fantastic. I love that. I think it's great. There's loads and loads of flavour in it and the body's really nice, but it's only 3.1%, you know. I think if you do it well, you do it well. Kernel do do it well, yeah. Yeah. I've actually got a, I've actually got a bottle of Colonel um, table beer in the, the side door of my car. It's really warm. <laughs> of course, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> I was I was going to give it to my dad for my dad's birthday yesterday. I was going to give it to him part of that, and I just I just kind of just grabbed it, put it in the car door, and then I've been in the car today, and I'm like, oh, it's still there. Just uh, warm beer, just in case warm, you need a warm. On its, on its side. <laughs> it's still illegal. I know it's still illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, it's not even four percent. 
Right, does it matter what um, type of um, weather it is as well as to what strength you want to drink as well? So next week, if we go back to the heat wave again, will we want to be on the lower strength? And... I don't know, actually. Good point. I think... I, I, sorry, I, I did a socially distanced park situation with a friend and I took a can of 10% stout to drink in the park on a hot day but I had to put it in the fridge so I figured it was, it was fine and it just tastes like an alcoholic chocolate milkshake I was going to say was it more like it a great. kind of ice cream or something like that yeah yeah but I wouldn't I wouldn't have like a session on the imperial stouts in the sun because I'd be on my backside really quickly <laughs> Actually, I'm a big fan of, of chilled stouts. I know everybody sort of says, oh, yeah, room temperature or just below room temperature, but I think there's nothing more refreshing than a stout that's kind of chilled down a little bit. really Lovely. like them. <laughs> I had this one in the fridge, and I think, especially with the desserts in a can, they can be quite, they're really sickly and they can be on, not sickly, they're really sweet, they can be on the sickly side. And I think if they're a bit cooler than room temp, then it sort of takes, it sort of stops it from being too claggy. Does that make any yeah. sense? Mm. No, completely. It, well, it's the same as, you know, taking a chocolate bar out of the fridge or you've left it in the sun and it's all runny and, you know. For me, one right. one style that definitely works better uh, being a little bit on the weaker side is sours. Um, obviously, we had the session earlier on with Laura talking about them. But um, there's kind of been this thing with a few sort of imperial sours and stuff that have been doing the rounds. And they're just a bit, the, for me, they lose a bit of the the balance. Um, and sours just tend to, the, I don't think they're particularly about being overly boozy. It's kind of whatever else is going on that, that makes a sour attractive. So that's one style where I really don't think that stronger works better. I think we should have to jump from the beer house about sours because he's a massive fan. But it's also, I think with sours, with the fruity, uh, you get sour IPAs. I don't see the point of the sour IPA. No. Yeah, we've talked about it before. It's just a weird, it kind of like works very well. Yeah. I mean, that one, I, I had one last night, um, the, the um, pom 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 jello. Pom pom jello. Sorry. It was all right, a bit confused. But, um, boys down in the corner, are you listening? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're having a good time. Cricket scoring. Sorry. <laughs> How's your beers? James, James Marriott and uh, John Gill and the uh, the cricket side of our uh, uh, friendship. <laughs> the Sheffield Wednesday Association. <laughs> so, guys, I, I was um, I was locked down being for you two then separately. I suppose. You know, we, we kind of come in towards the end, maybe not the end, but you can light. There's a light at the end of the tunnel now. I mean, there's, there's two sides to look at it. One is that, from the business point of view, it's obviously absolutely detrimental. From the personal point of view, is we own a pub, so if we want to go for a drink in a pub, we can. <laughs> <laughs> right, so all of you people who've had to, you know, sit at home and do all this, we've had to go and do a bit of work, which also involves having the. Uh, Cascale and uh, good beer. So, there's two sides to every coin. What have you been doing to diversify then? I've seen some of your stuff go up and here about take out and stuff. How's how's that been? How's that gone? Has it been? Yeah, no, it's fine. So, with the takeout side, obviously, you know, we have WhatsApp groups, we have uh, online shops, we have people who come and collect, we we go and do home deliveries. So, we've had to, uh, you know, anyone who's self employed, you know, when times change, you've got to adapt to the situation. You know, unfortunately, 
we have had to adapt to a global pandemic, which no one could predict, but we've got to change, adapt. We've done that. What we've done, you know, covers the bills. It makes sure that, you know, staff are looked after. We won't be taking necessarily money out of this, but if we can get to a position where it opens up that we are still here, staff are looked after, no one's gone hungry, then that's about all we can do. So from a business point of view, it's been absolutely catastrophic and it's uh, it's difficult to deal with. But if you're self-employed and you work in a business, and unfortunately that's something you've got to sort of adapt to and you've got to you've got to prepare for a little bit. You know, if you're if you're working, you're not holding a little bit of money back to be able to, you know, have two, three months of no trade, then you put yourself in a very vulnerable position. So we've um We've adapted as we can. It's difficult. What we'd like to see is some sort of, you know, information about when we can reopen, how we reopen. Is it a meter? Is it two meters? What do we do? Uh, until we get that guidance, we're we're in limbo like everybody else. So it's difficult now because we don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna get better. Uh, it could be a year. It could be two years. It doesn't matter. But uh, we're still here. We'll it be fine. Exists. Yeah, we still exist. And we're, uh, and when we're there, we'll you know we'll be here to serve you beer when we can. Awesome. I suppose you, you two probably got two of the smallest pubs in the city as well. So you've got that kind yeah. of you know, that added <coughs> headache of how you do this in a safe way. And I suppose I think that's the problem. Do we until until there's clear indication, how can we plan for it? And I mean, and that goes back to the breweries. I mean, the breweries are given this sort of false flag of Fourth of July seems to be the thing that's been asked the most. I mean. And until it's concrete, breweries need time to be able to make the beer. Mm. Now, a lot of the keg breweries, we're obviously ordering from keg breweries, essentially. Uh, we've done a bit of cash. You've done a load of cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's not enough cash breweries to go around the pubs that could reopen. So it's, they need a lot more notice than the 4th mm. of July. I, I realistically think it should be mid-July if they're going to announce it next week. Give it all those breweries a good, good chance to actually get some beer out there. So, yeah, I mean... It's, it's been mixed. I mean, we're, we're obviously we're, we're both open in some format, and then I think I think it's been easier on the smaller places. The smaller pubs can actually deal with this. The ones that we know, like the Rutland, the Crow, uh, um, Shakespeare, you know, they're 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 a bit too big to run on this sort of thing. For us, it will actually make a difference to just like break even. So I, I, I worry about the big businesses, weirdly. You think the ones that aren't too big to fail. No, they absolutely can fail. And I think that once they open, everyone needs to go and support them as much as they would do anyone else. So. It's, going be, it's interesting you say that. I don't really kind of thought about it that way around, but yeah. Um, but they can't get the grants because obviously a lot of these companies, that a lot of these businesses, they're over the threshold for getting the grants. So they are forced to get the loans to try and they might they might own supply chain, but you know, ho- hopefully they've been able to get their staff furloughed. You know, it, it it's it's interesting what, what what size your business is and the different problems that you face throughout. But I think for the smaller businesses, we've been affected better. Yeah, and we've been able to adapt quicker. You know, it's all sort of on the business. You know, if you think about the bar, you think about Charles, you think about Ali, you think you know the beer actually. We're in a position to be able to adapt quickly, without many overheads, without massive staff. So. Um, yeah, massive difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. We we can shift position quite quickly to go and do deliveries, to do takeouts, this side of stuff. So yeah, we compare it that with my friend Tam and his family at West Street Live. You know, that's thirty staff on furlough and mm. no chance of getting any grant, so they've been forced to get a loan. Mm. And you know, it's I, I mean that's that's the thing is across the board, and especially how slow the uh, Sheffield Council were to give up. I ended up on Look North because of it. It was uh, quite a funny day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. 
it's been it's been fun. But hey, <laughs> cheers, cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> uh, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. We're still here. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Tom, that's brought to you for a little bit. You so, so you you were talking about your ideal sort of beer being under five percent potentially or around that. Drinking a big ten percenter. How's it going down? Yeah, it's a big it's a big difference. This wasn't part of the plan, but I saw uh, a couple <laughs> ale club posted on Twitter that they had a load of Saint Mars beers in. So I went, I'm gonna nip down and get some. I realised this was ten percent. I was like, perfect. <laughs> <That'll do. laughs> this is really it's really good beer, but it doesn't. It's like kind of what James was saying. It doesn't taste anything near ten percent. I'm not sure if that's because. I'm also becoming an alcoholic like James, or <laughs> <laughs> like this is a da- it feels like a dangerous beer because it doesn't taste anywhere near that. But it's a great beer. Very happy with it. And we'll go through the people who've got dark beers first. So Darren, you've got a dark beer. How's yours going down? It's great. Uh, I'm not really I'm not really used to Baltic porters. I think it's maybe only the third one I've had. Um, don't normally go for the sweet styles at all, but lovely. It's coffee, chocolate, uh, rich tasting. Again, it could be quite dangerous. You could easily get through a few of it like, like a milkshake. So, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Vicky, Simon, I know they called you a sicky environment, environment then. But, um. Absolutely fine. I was going to say, we've been called many things in our uh, many oh, yeah, years no, together, but not that. Like... Um, <laughs> I yeah. think this is, so it's, I'm going to contradict Simon here where he says he likes a cold stout. I'm actually thinking this is getting better as it's warming up, sitting in the glass and warming up. Because it, it, it was lovely when we fed the first few sips, but it had that slight astringency. Mm. That's now gone. It's all now really smoothed out. It's all really nice and just peanutty and smooth. And so, when Darren said you were having a, a Baltic porter, I was thinking, are they colder than other ones? Terrible. Serve cold. No, it's 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 yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, if you do have your stouts kind of cold it is interesting to sort of track its progress as it warms up over, you know, if it's a strong one, you drink it quite slowly, you know, it's, um, it's interesting to sort of, when it reaches a certain temperature and you go, Oh, perfect temperature. What do you do then though? Do you just like quaff the lot because it's going to get too warm or do you, or do you kind of, you know, I don't know, but it's, uh, yeah, as I say, this is a great beer. Halloween in January, twisted barrel, Coventry's finest brewery, cracking beer. Laura, I'm assuming you're enjoying yours. Which which version is it again? Remind me. Oh, it's all gone. You've got your microphone off as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. I've drunk, I've necked, I've necked it. Um, I have got another beer. I've got... You've got 15 minutes. I've got Hamilton's Crunch here. Oh. oh, is that like the peanut butter one? Yeah, it's the peanut oh. butter one. But it's, they have one called Crunch, which is peanut butter stout. So this is the Imperial version. Oh, my God. Didn't know they did an imperial version. They do. My friend brought it up. My friend who lives down in London brought it up, and I met up with her at one of Abbeydale's Abbeydale's last beer festival, the Sour uh, Funk Fest. Uh, and I realised that it's supposedly out of date, so I figured I better drink it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I've covered all the dark beers, and I was I've got another video from um, from James up at um, Thornbridge. So before we kind of go on to back to Joel, because I want to talk about these two two beers he's got i thought i'd uh, give this one a quick play so again fingers crossed we can get this uh, working in a in a, in a way that's uh, 
And the second bit that we're going to be talking about today is Northbridge. Uh, Northbridge. We worked with the guys at North Brewing Co. We've you know done some fantastic beers with them before in the past. We like working with them. Really, we enjoy going out to their pubs as well and having a few beers as they have some great venues in Leeds too. And hopefully we'll be back in those soon enjoying some beers as well. So again, a great opportunity to work with those guys. We named it, uh, maybe not the most original name for this one, Northbridge is a nice collaboration of our two names coming together there. Um, and this one we'll crack into as well. This one's a little stronger than the Pondera, comes in at 7.2%. It's a mountain IPA. So really kind of getting in the middle of the East Coast and West Coast styles. You see on here, there is that light haze to it. It's not on the full length of that big kind of New England, but the haze is certainly there. And you're gonna start getting that aroma coming from it. We're looking at that kind of stone fruit, pineapple characters gonna be coming through nicely. And again, after having a look, having a bit of a smell, we're then gonna have a taste too. So on this, you expect that big juicy character coming into it, that tropical fruit note, still a light bitterness on there. This one comes in at 30 IBU, so it does still have a little bit of a kick, but not overpowering. It's gonna drink really nicely. We talk about, again, pairing this one, uh, maybe a goat's cheese salad actually is our recommendation. Otherwise, you're looking at nice Mexican food, something a bit spicy as well, something quite exciting to go along with it and with those big fruity flavors. Um, but again, another beer that hopefully you enjoy or get the chance to enjoy in the future. And cheers. There you go. So yeah, there we go. So that's um, another beer, 7.2%. James is perfect strength. Yes, absolutely. Um, By the way, that is a great, great beer. I don't know if everyone's um, tried it, but um, I had it on yeah, the tried it. Uh, Hopcast a couple of weeks ago, and it is brilliantly, so well-balanced, cracking beer. Yeah, um, so did, I'm interested in what people thought on that, really, whether you've kind of got a preference on the uh, the uh, West Coast or East Coast, or have you had any shifts uh, recently? Because it seems to be a bit more, a bit more variation than there was maybe a year or two ago when everything was... East Coast, East Coast, East Coast. But yeah, it's nice to have something slightly in the middle. And I think it does does quite a good job at blending those two kind of styles. Um, I think, Joel, you're going to try and um, pour half and half then and see uh, I'm, I'm, create your I'm, own mountain IPA. I'm pouring that one, but I left like <laughs> some dregs of the West Coast in it. But, um, so how you found your beers, Joel? Pretty good and decent? Yeah, nice. Like, um, I'm not, I find it difficult to like explain flavour, but like... It's, it, 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 is, it was uh, it's quite crisp, didn't taste as strong as it is, which is dangerous, obviously. Um, and I think I definitely, you know, in Manchester, like busy, like from town to home, there's a couple of shops that I'll pop in and get some beers and it tends to normally be, they have a lot of like uh, um, vocation and there's not much like, uh, variety but enough to go in and just pick up some stuff if they had these i think i'd definitely go back to these like uh, but you know these size cans there's only a couple in in, in the tesco does that uh is it love and hate? yeah 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 location um, yeah 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 and the the loot uh the what's the magic rock one illumination these are these are the four forties is kind of like the new standard isn't it yeah yeah Seems to be the, the stronger beers go in the bigger cans and the weaker beers go in the smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's also been, uh, there's that, um, there's a Cloudwater 
Brewdog thing collaboration that, yeah. that they've been yeah. getting as well from there. But, uh, yeah, it's nice. I'm just I'm just gonna have a my first sip of the East Coast one. So that was that quite a bit murky looking that one then. Uh... Well, that's because I left some of the other drink in the bottom. <laughs> um, this one's quite a bit sweeter. Probably, yeah. Does it not seem as bitter? It's really nice. I think I'd, I think I'd probably choose this one over the West Coast. Mm. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I like. I like. It looks dangerous as well. I like the can. It looks like <laughs> some panic, doesn't it? I'm more a fan of their own style branding when they, they, they when they were on the white label bottles, but um, can't win them all, can you? But, um, the other ones as well. Been getting. They've got some Pomona. I don't know if you've had Pomona and stuff. Their um their packaging is really nice. Yeah, it's, nice <laughs> it's almost like I almost feel like I don't want to recycle it. Like <laughs> something better I could be doing with this can. But well, I do. I, I do have something you could. Um, I'll show you on a different day. But yeah, uh, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> your beer gone. Um, pretty much. Yeah, so pretty much all gone. So no, it was very tasty. Definitely West Coast style. Uh, going back to Joel's beers, you know, I drink, I drink brew by numbers quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. My personal preference is definitely the West Coast. I think, really, yeah, even though I'm, I'm a big New England fan, I just think that West Coast one that they do really hits the style a lot. Yeah, but I want to ask Laura a quick question. Obviously, deserting the cans, I'm a big yeah, fan of deserting cans. What's the best one? I like the salted caramel cookie one, I think. Um, the one, I've, I've still not had the pistachio one that came out on the last round, and I'm mm. most excited for that one. I like the blueberry maple pancake stack one's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that was pretty much my beer of the year. The, first, the smell that came out of that can was amazing. The peanut one, butter one was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, but. I don't know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, no, I definitely, the blueberry pancakes was amazing. I can see bar stewards have cracked one of the barrel aged yeah. ones out there, and I've not had yeah. one of the barrel aged ones yet, so I'm excited yeah. for that. I've got the um, salted caramel chocolate chip one. That's the one that nice. I really like, but not the barrel aged. Hello, Al. How are you doing? I'm a bit tired. I, um, I, I, I had a few too many beers last night, so. Carrying that beard around with you, mate. I know, do it honestly. Wearing you out. I, if I trusted myself to trim it, I would, but last time I tried to do it, I. I went a bit too short so I'm just leaving it for now very good so what you drink you drink that's what you're drinking tonight you're drinking yeah, that, the, um, yeah the barrel aged one the uh, salted caramel chocolate chip we uh, we were lucky enough to get three cases of um, of these in yesterday but we literally sold them all in 20 minutes so um, I managed to grab hold of this one and it's uh, it's very nice it's very good is it same strength and everything is it just this of yeah I'm pretty sure it's, it's yeah bang on 11.5% like the other ones it's um, can't, trying to think which one we had last night. I think we had the the jam donut one, uh, salted caramel, which is which is really good. Um, again, I was drinking it with bourbon last night, though. <laughs> but if anybody wants to try that, it is a very very good mix. Don't put them in together; just have like a shot on the side. Banging, really really good. I need to um, ask you a question. I'll um, we short on time. I'm ask you a question. Your perfect strength beer. If you if you could only drink one strength beer, it didn't. It wasn't going to get you any more drunk or less drunk. Just in terms of like, yeah, uh, probably 
bang on six, I reckon. Um, it's not quite up. It's not quite got the kind of um, treacly viscosity you can get with some dippers, um, but it's still got a little bit more mouthfeel than something you'd get from like a four or five percenter. So yeah, six percent is pretty much my session strength. So yeah, definitely six percent. Very good. Um, I've missed Sean. Sean, how was your beer? My beer was lovely. I have now moved on to my second one, which is the four and a half year barrel aged yellow tie from Wild Beer. Oh. Which is um, basically like drinking a large glass of sherry. <laughs> I would like it as well. <laughs> yeah. Strength is that then? That's what I reckoned. Oh, th- that's uh, 13 and a half. <laughs> nice and light. But, um, yeah, it's basically like a big large glass of sherry. So it's uh, quite nice. <laughs> Get a mince pie to go with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, very quickly, how lo- how's lockdown been treating you personally, uh, Al? Uh, Charlie's kind of filled us in on kind of the ins and outs. Yeah, um, personally, yeah, it's been all right. Um, had the kids at home, uh, which has been entertaining. have to uh, suddenly become a teacher when... Uh, I can barely string together a sentence in English myself, so that's been fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's been all right. I mean, I'm just, I think we've been lucky in, the, in regards to the fact that we've, in the last six weeks, been able to open this place up. So even though I've not been able to see people um, for a long time, I still have been able to kind of get it, like, you know, make contact with people that I haven't seen for a while. You know, we've had a lot of our regulars coming in, um, you know, and even just a quick one or two minute chat while they pick their beers out has been been a massive, massive help for me, really, because, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a lovely wife and two lovely kids, but sometimes it's quite nice to get adult conversation and not talk about dinosaurs and Minecraft. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <pretty> good. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was, um, you you might be able to answer this. West Coast or East Coast? We're just talking about the um, drinking the uh, middle of the road, Northbridge, which is apparently uh, somewhere in the middle. Um, right. What's, what's your kind of preference? Are you uh, are you still heavily into the East Coast? Style? Yeah, yeah. I go for New England, and I'm a big fan of the the haze, the juice, the uh, kind of roasted pine nuts aftertaste, the kind of like nice hit of bitterness. I'm I'm all about that. I mean, it's it's a shame for me because I kind of you kind of get to the point that if a beer is clear, I, I, it's the it's the opposite of how it used to be. And now I wonder what's wrong with it because I want <laughs> beer that's like literally so haze filled that I can't see my fingers on the other side. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like you know, it's like I said, it's the opposite of of a, like someone who loves their traditional casks. So they're expecting it to be crystal clear with a big white foamy head on the top. Whereas I'm the ones that you know give me a milk bomb and I'm I'm, I'm happy I'm a happy boy. It's been interesting going back to having a proper pint of cask. I imagine you've had a couple. Have you had any at all? Actually, maybe you've not had any. Yeah, we we basically shifted what we had left in the cellar. Um, but we've we've got a really good real ale pub across the road in the Kellam Islands have. So um, they you know they're they're shifting really good amounts of cask on a weekly basis. So for us, we we've always been known for you know, more for a keg and a cans and a bottles than we have for a cask. So we're only open for eight hours a week. It's it's barely worth us tapping a cask and going because it'll end up either getting thrown or me and Charlie will die because we will attempt to drink it all. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's best just not to have it. 
Awesome. We've got about we've got a few minutes left, but I want to whip round and just ask a quick question and keep it as concise as possible. I'm going to start with you, Darren. When lockdown is finally over, where's the, what's the first thing beer-wise you're going to do that you haven't been able to do? Uh, well, when the pubs are open again, I'm desperate to get back in the rutty, uh, have some of their lovely vegan food and uh, pints of Colonel Pale, whatever hops in it on that particular occasion. Can't wait. Excellent. Laura? No, I was too busy chatting on the chat. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> I'm saying, um, as soon as like like lockdown's finally kind of you know safe, what's the first thing? What you what you craving to do that you're not being able to do for three Rutland. months? Rutland. Rutland. <laughs> I think I miss I miss <laughs> Rutland and I miss the. Do you know what I miss? I miss buying a beer and you know you go, oh, this beer's amazing. Taste it and tasting everyone's mm. beers, and that just seems like a wild thing to do now. Just yeah. like sharing your beers with random people, mm. but. Okay, yeah, we aren't kind of going into much detail when you see people on TV and, and just programs like hugging each other and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <It's> uh, <it. laughs> Tom, what's the first thing you want to do? I, I suppose it's probably having a pint with me down Rutty, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, it is along them lines. It's uh, having a nice beer in uh, in a beer garden, enjoying the sun, like mid-afternoon. That's, yeah, that's all I've been thinking about for three months, basically. So. Lunchtime pint, nice one. Simon and Vicky. Jumping on a train, being actually able to go on a train, going to Birmingham, um, go to the original Patty Men, which is a burger joint. They do the best burgers ever, um, having one of their burgers. And they also do siren beers as well. So to keep it beery, they would have a nice siren beer with that as well. I think, yeah, you're, both itching, I think you're both itching to come up to um, Smod as well, aren't you, at some point? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, the first chance we get to come up to Smod, because we've not done that before, because um, I love their beers, so I would, I would do that. Um, but whilst we were in Brum, after we'd had our Patty Men burgers, I think we'd be to the Colmore Tap and have a pint of cask Jaipur, because you know they look after it at the Colmore, so uh, that would be uh, that's on my hit list as well. I'm going to jump up to other James, because I keep forgetting you there, James, but... Um, What's, um, what's on your um, what's on your radar for post uh, Me, um, it, it's probably. Uh, I was talking about this earlier, actually, because obviously today was the first day that the football was back, um, and I'm a Wednesday fan, so it would have been um, like today was quite a sunny day. So walking from my side of Sheffield over to Hillsborough um, and the pre-match stuff, but then the after-match routine, which is down to Cam Island. So that's, you know, off to see Al and um, going to Shakespeare's and then um, over to the Crow and then Kellam Island Tavern and just kind of basically everywhere in Kellam Island. And I didn't realize how much I, I've been like, no, I'm fine. I'm coping all right with that pubs. It's not bothering me. It's fine. And then as soon as we started talking about it early today, I was like, oh my God, I miss Kellam Island so much. <laughs> Awesome. Um, Sean, what's, what's on your hit list for... Um, uh, well, we're a bit... Uh, we've always been a bit sparse in Doncaster, so it is usually a trip into Sheffield. But uh, I quite like to start at the Draftsman at the train station in Doncaster, mm-hmm. then get a few around Sheffield, and then coming back, finish at uh, Doncaster Brewery in Tap for a couple mm-hmm. in there. And I've missed a, a night out like that with some friends. No end, so that'd be great. Brilliant. Paul? Uh, yeah, just for me, it's uh, the, the best local pub near me, which is called The Hope in Carlshorton, and just a pint of cask, wherever it is. Not bothered. No. Even, <laughs> even a best bitter or a mild. Well, if I had a choice, it'd be pint or Manchester bitter, but one of those. Awesome. Joel? 
Um, uh, so the pub around the corner, Hillary Step, like that's like that's proximity. Also, really good pub, but the pub that went down mostly is um, Smithfield, which is a blackjack brewery run pub. So we go there quite a lot. Um, so it'd be nice to. The a normal thing would be to finish work and then go there and have like four to five pints. Forty-five pints. Forty-five. <laughs> pints. What do you mean? That's what everyone's trying to do. Is like forty-five pints. You mean you Not don't have forty-five pints after work? <laughs> so yeah, that I think. Um, Al, you just wanted what you want. You just want to get your your own bar back open because you famously say that you just like drinking in your own pub, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Um, I think it's similar to Laura, really. I just it's been nice to reconnect with people. You know, we've had. Um, you know, like I said, we've been lucky enough to open up as a as a bottle shop for the last like kind of six weeks, and it been. You know, we've sold all our beer, and we've you know we've been happy to sell it. But I, I like when people come in the bar, and I and I can chat to them about the new things we've got in and recommend them. Um, yeah, is it, yeah. I just want to want to see people again, really. I think same for me. I think. Um... Like like I said, Tom, it's, it's it's nice to just do that after work beer when you just had a bit of a stressful day before you go home. Have a have a beer, or maybe yeah. if I'm heading for the bus and I'll, I'll drop in somewhere like Bar Stewards or um, or Shaky or Crow. Choose choose you know a different one on a different day, or maybe all three if I've got an extra bit of time. But just <laughs> kind of um, just coming and see some yeah, you've seen some friendly faces and knowing you're going to get a top quality beer and always something new that you've probably not tried. And at minute, it's kind of. You know, we're all in that situation where we're relying on, if for the easy option, you're relying on, you know, what is quite good supermarket beer at the minute. Um, can't can't really complain some of it. So, um, to some degree, and then you know, topping up by going to see you guys or, you know, Archie Road or Sean or you know, supporting your local businesses. Yeah, hopefully they'll come out of this in a good kind of, in a good way as well. You know, I think people are going to start realizing. That they need to support local businesses and depending on how much they've kind of, you know, done a lot of work, like key workers, aren't they? In any way, they're, you yeah. know, they're, yeah, they're, definitely, um, definitely. Um, but yeah, Something um, I want to say real quick that I, what I miss is, especially for the Sheffield beer scene, is you know that if you go to one of the like one of your favourite pubs, you'll always see somebody that you know, and it's like a community, and that's the thing that. I feel a lot of people mm. are missing is just knowing that if you go out, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to Shakespeare's, Bath, Stewards, even if you're just down in, you know, going to going down to Hop Hard or whatever, you'll bump into somebody that you know, and it's that yeah, that beer, that local beer community that we have that I mean. Well, that's a good way to kind of wrap it up, really. Like, um, all looking forward to getting back to, you know, seeing each other and having a good beer together, and uh, um. We get, we do like to do a little uh, beer selfie. So if you've got your can or cans, yeah, get them up, give us a smile, and we'll take a nice little snapshot. Oh, I've got two actually. So I want to go two. Smile. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, thanks to everybody for joining, and um, hopefully somebody will be there tomorrow for Sean for his last day, uh, Stout Sunday. I think we need to get some music a bit like Ski Sunday, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have given him a microphone, so he might actually get some nice audio out of him. But <laughs> <wish we'll laughs> him. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, everybody. And um, thank, uh, you. Yeah. Cheers. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Take it easy, guys.